this is DJ Morris. And apparently I've got feedback. Let me see what I can do about that. Stand by. See if that helps. Okay. I still have a little feedback because what's happening is I'm having to call in. I put turn on one of my phones to connect to you, and I call in on the other so you can hear me better. Let me see if I can set this down somewhere. It got me on mute on there, but it seems like you can still pick it up on this phone. Boy, this little cell phone's pretty good. It's uh, amazing how we can uh, use these equipment when I can't get to your mind via my mouth to you right now, so that's very interesting. But I want to talk to you tonight about Cosmos Connection, Psychic Awakening with Teresa G. Morris and the ACO Club I'm building because uh, we've been doing this since June 3rd, 2012, and I don't know if I've just been spinning my wheels. I'd like to think that what we've been doing is coming to fruition. I'm going to read you this. I was putting up some other things, and apparently they weren't what I was supposed to talk about today, so they wouldn't record. But understanding life and its purpose is important to sharing a learning process. And we're now going to be more open with spiritual news and spiritual community. Also share paranormal interests with many in our universal life as Tracy J. Morris. That's the name I was blessed with. Uh, Tracy J. Thurmond is my maiden name and the name I was given at birth. And so Tracy Jeanette. Is, uh, I was called Jan because my mother was Teresa. Now, we want to understand communication is important, okay? So that's how we learn from the time we're born to communicate. When we need something as a child, we may cry for it if we need it. Uh, I think that uh, most of us know how to communicate, but it's an arduous process. I'm learning more and more about each individual I meet, <clears throat> how they want to uh, relate to me. So what I'm going to share is about the Cosmos Connection to the critical mass mind because a lot of people don't know what the critical mass mind is and that's like the tipping point of the universe so to speak uh, universally in the balance of the all or the whole but right here on the planet we all those that come down here in a human form uh, actually everything that's living from what I understand does affect who we are what we are and how we exist but especially all of us that have uh, like the crystal or the pineal gland, and I'll have Tommy Hawksblood coming on later to help me uh, after I get started here. I've already talked to him today, and uh, I'm going to have him set up where he can help me uh, on his computer find certain words and help me uh, in the explanation thereof. But not as many as uh, would like to think tune in to our people in cyberspace and social media, and I have a lot of followers, but... 5,000 on just one, but I've got 20 to 30 pages on Facebook social media, but that's not reality. Uh, reality is showing up, being here now, and being counted, and having a boat in the world, and having a say-so. So keep that in mind. And uh, I'm going to share that I am now considered a senior. Senior. <laughs> uh, I used to not like to admit it, AARP person. <laughs> But I officially retired uh, 12, 26, uh, 17, and uh, so now I can pretty much do whatever I want. But you know what? Since I've been running this show, it keeps me busy, but 
Uh, I had a lot of death and dying in my family, and we may not want to exactly believe that on some levels of speech. So uh, you found out that most of us here on this show tend to speak in general, whether we know what other people think or not. We think we do. So that could be the cosmos connection. And I'm going to share psychic awakening and how that process begins and uh, how we foresee that through our own filters because we also all have our own thoughts. You know, God blessed us, or the creator, or the all, however you want to say, the force and the source. Truly, uh, we all realize that we're similar, and we all come down here into a physical form. Now, I truly share what I believe as a professional speaker, because some of you are sending me money, and that's only recently primed the pump, okay? But you know what the difference is? I used to never ask for it. We used to go on other radio shows for years and ask for money, and I never did. But my company is all about American communications online, and that means also our spiritual intuitive side of all of us. And that's what a lot of people want to know about, how if we have something they could use to make their lives better, that's what they want me to share. And I've had so many praises of when I did psychic readings and helped people as intuitive counselor or spiritual counselor, if you will. Uh, We have friends that are mystics, oracles, psychics, sages, seers, shamans. And just uh, ascension masters are those that have came and went and can remember things about their reincarnation. Our Tommy calls it reincarnations. I forgot what Numgall said, his partner. But they're a really sweet couple, and they've been together forever. And uh, I've just known of them on the radio or talking, and uh, I find them to be very sweet people. Now, uh, forming my company, I've been paying the bills here. But I've only had a few people that stuck with me. And now, you know, we could have had all kind of people we could have been interviewing and all of that. But I have my own best way of doing me, and I want to do what makes me happy. And, you know, if you make yourself happy, pretty much people will respond to you. So I'll do my best to share today that which gives me meaning and purpose while I'm on my own spiritual journey in a supernatural world. Now, I have two permits to run my business. One is called American Communications online, if you'll notice, that's American with an A, communications with a C, and online with an O. And so I used that all the way back in the day when in the early 80s when I was blessed to have some major spiritual, natural, or supernatural, if you will, experiences happen. And I have on my American Communication online an ink blot with a lot of lines coming out of it. And that graph or that, that looks similar to a crop circle, that, that information was sent to me somehow from somewhere in the universe. And it told me that I was, uh, it came with the Ascension Center words, ACO, and I've kept those. And uh, I hope I do it justice because before that I was ordained in a gold pyramid in Houston, Texas. And uh, I've done my best. But, uh, you know, at, when in Rome, uh, when I was with the government, I did what the government needed me to do when I drove a truck coast to coast. I did what my companies needed me to do. And then after I did all that, I pretty much gave my soul to God, if you will, and uh, do the work of a higher order. And I've never been happier. I've had a lot of pain with death and dying around me, surrounding me, but I don't know any other words to tell you that. In other words, something that was here and left. (laughs) So it's not funny, but it's just part of reality. So maybe what I'm trying to do is find my answers. And if they can help other people, well, then that's wonderful. 
and I'll do my best to show up and be counted. So maybe today is going to begin a way of my teaching lessons that I've learned from my life. And uh, if you guys got a topic or a person you want to, me to interview or any of that, please send it to Agency at gmail.com. And I'll be more than happy to talk about it. And uh, I'd like to talk about some of our other shows. And you can email me at TG Morris Agency. And I do Universal Life Ministries on Wednesday and Sunday and invite guests if they'd like to come on and speak. And uh, Tommy Hawksblood's been running the Wednesday and Sunday shows for me because I had been rather down. And I just, he, he was the only one talking to me. I, not too many people know my real life story, but. Uh, you know, even people that do spiritual awakening and counseling, I'm going to be doing that coming up here locally in Gulf Breeze in Pensacola. A friend of mine that runs a retail store in a, a huge psychic community with her friends has asked me to come and join them and to give them what I know about psychic and ET. And, and I was shocked because I didn't really talk to her about it. But she's got me up there on the meetup groups, and she did that before. I did one before. Then we missed one due to the uh, – we brought in James Van Prague here at the event at the Navarre Center. That was very successful for her. They had Pensacola events. So you may be hearing more about me. I hope it's good. So stick with me, if you will. And uh, this is the beginning today. I put up the ACO Club for the future, and Tommy Hawksblood has joined me. Now, he's been coming and going since the beginning with me because we were going to promote and handle Stargate to the Cosmos together with Janet Carol Lesson. And Janet has since called and made her Aquarian radio, and she's doing an event right now, I believe, in Silver City, and then there's another one she's doing, and uh, that's going to be Stargate to the Cosmos. But our group and our ACO event managers and our association of Ascension Center, uh, we're not incurring any uh, financial gain whatsoever from that. But we did a lot of goodwill, and... uh, Tommy and I are still here on the TJ Marcy T radio. So, but let me let Tommy say hi, and then I'd like to talk to you some more. So, uh, Tommy, if you'd like to introduce yourself, because you've been doing Wednesdays and, and Sundays and others here and there with me. So you're my mainstay. So you're, what do they call that, a wingman or number one, you know, make it so kind of guy on the Star Trek? The Tommy Hawksblood, whatever you want to call yourself, co-host Tommy. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, uh, Tommy Hawksblood here, calling from the Big Island of Hawaii. Greetings, everybody. Uh, we've got a lot to get into today, uh, as we always do, or we always try to. We've got so many different things going on. Uh, it's hard to make things come together so fast, but it's taken us this long to get to where we are now. But, you know, Wendy's always out there, the main thing, life revolves around it. So we are actually asking for a little bit of help that way. Uh, just so we can keep the shows up and running. But uh, we're not begging. We're just asking whatever you can. If you can do anything, it's fine. We notice every single site out there has their sites of asking for money as well. So uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I'm not into money, but money keeps you alive and well. So uh, we are putting... <laughs> Keeps the show going. They keep asking us for this stuff that uh, we we do and want to do free, but the world keeps running. But uh, I want to thank one lady. Uh, is it Louise Tommy or did you Louise Gossett? Is that her name, Louise? Louise. 
But she's uh, um, she just takes no, she she's been really sweet. So she's got some of it, about half, given to us. So that's good. You don't know who that is, no, or has she have you talked to her? No, no, I didn't. Not not directly. Uh, I talked to some other people that's been helping us along the way. I know when I was going to uh, John Edmonds Ranch two years ago, I asked for help, and a lot of people really did help me get there. Uh, and I promised them whatever I came at back with, I'd tell them and show them, which I did. And uh, we're here to put information out there to put out the truth and to help people move forward. We're not here promoting stories for no reason. Uh, hearing Probably a story a that doesn't help anybody. There's a popping. Uh, there's a popping. Uh, it stops when you stop talking. Interesting. When you talk, there's a popping, like popcorn. But go ahead. You'll hear it. <coughs> I'm back. I don't know why. It's only when you talk, though. Try again. Well, I'm on a cell phone. <laughs> uh, so I, I can't go into Skype because it costs money. <laughs> uh, and I have a lot of problems with Skype. I don't know if you called into the site themselves because that they have it up on the top. I know it's not there when you're on. But uh, I usually call in for that, which usually lasts most of the show. There's somebody chopping wood next to my house, so you might hear that popping as well. And they do that it sounds like it's electrical. It. It, it has electrical oh. pop to it, but uh, that's okay. We'll do the best to keep going here, folks, uh, about what we want to talk about, Psychic Awakening, Cosmos well, Connection. I just want to say a quick story, before, and I'll give it back to you. Just when I was little, death was always uh, around me, friends and things like that. And the person I was closest to was my grandmother. And, I mean, I was with her. Hold on one second. I was with her almost every weekend. So it was kind of like she was the only one I really had my feelings with, talked to, worked with even doing my schoolwork. But I knew if she would have died when I was thinking about her, I would have been taken, I wouldn't know how to live life. And as I turned 16, I know she was sick. I didn't think she was going to die, but she did die. But through her dying, opened my world up to death. I mean, I said, if I ever lose her, life's useless. So there's things that happen and you're kind of forced into it to, to realize or to become aware that, I mean, I met with her on the inner later on and stuff, but it's the idea of of what we hold on to the most. And when it's taken away, how do you move forward? And a lot of people lose a lot of important things in their life. And some people just give up. This is about surviving the best you can while you're here. And I say the easiest way to do that is to know that it only gets better when you leave. So uh, that's why I, I teach what I do. TJ uh, is talking about things that help people in this life. So hopefully for you, when you have talk about things, that what we give you helps you go a little deeper in that as far as understanding life, understanding death. Those are the two things you deal with your whole life, and they're probably the only things that, that really matters. I'll give it back to you, TJ. 
Well, that's important words, Tommy, and it's important to come from your heart and your meaning, and I appreciate that about Tommy, folks. He's uh, stuck with me no matter what, so, you know, that's amazing, right? How many people do you know that will last six years on the radio with you or anywhere unless they live with you, right? And sometimes your family, you want to tell them, I love you, but gosh, can we be separated for a while? I've got two daughters living with me right now. One has leukemia cancer and it's really hard on her her name's ginger Teresa fay after me and my mother and her mother on her father's side uh parish ginger parish she was married to william bowers who happens to live next door and runs her company artisan she was painting a really good painter and got benzene poisoning and it's an acquired disease uh seriously uh, from benzene poisoning and gotten her through smelling it on her skin and all of that. And it got into her blood system. And you may remember in the last few years, we've been down at Moffitt Hospital, Cancer Hospital, helping her get better. And uh, we thought it was going to be better, but it went into her bones. So now she's got the really, really bad kind called leukemia. She's gone uh, from myeloid, acute myeloid dysplasia. Anyway, down to leukemia for sure. So send us your prayers, and uh, she's got to have money to get down there. So it's from Gulf Breeze because she tried to move down there. That's just so expensive in Tampa, and she doesn't make that kind of money, and she gets the minimum from the government now that we put in for that last year for it. So she finally got that very minimum, which most of y'all on it, you know, know it's not much to even pay uh, that and take care of yourself so she's living here with me and then my other daughter that came in from Birmingham has had a lot of problems and now she's living with me so that's what I'm going through and that's okay people come and go families in the all over the universe especially here on the planet people are having to work together and uh, people may have their children with them I suspect oh my goodness Tommy what is that for the next 25 years oh okay all right and uh, the services that we're going to provide, I want you to know uh, it's the same thing I started with back in the 80s called the Ancient Mystery Schools. And I said, now open. I had an introduction to metaphysics and spirituality and, of course, content, the meaning of ascension, balancing body, mind, spirit, yoga, joy, tish, Vedic astrology, uh, Ayurvedic medicine, numerology, astrology, symbols, sacred geometry, semiotic morphology, dreams, subconscious, higher self, past life regression, ancient beliefs, and sacred places, chakra colors, channeling, tarot, Kabbalah, automatic writing, dowsing pendulums, angels, guides, love, soul, mind, heart, spirit relationships. Uh, we had Wicca magic at that time with the earth and rituals for those that lived in Hawaii that wanted that. Multidimensional beings, star beings, avatar masters, avatar Agashan masters, extraterrestrial spacecraft, UFO studies, and interest groups, meditation, affirmation, crystals, aromatherapy, and other metaphysical tools, and the new paradigm and more. And that was in my book. And the mission statement I'm going to read to you because it still applies, even though it's Ascension Center Org. Uh, the Catholic Church apparently brought me in in Kentucky, and I didn't even know what it was about, under a PI that was running the music industry where I was in recording studio where I was doing my recording, and they said that the big guy in New York 
you know, he wanted to talk to me about something. But I think what it was is they were trying to see how I would respond to the words Ascension Center because I had had it back in the 80s uh, right out of the government, U.S. government, and Uniform 85 to 89. So I think what I've discovered and learned and going back on a timeline is they have been using the same logo that I was given and uh, – I don't know if they thought they got it from artist rendition or if they got it from me or if God himself or source sent it to them and sent it to me to make sure the Ascension Age was brought in. But I got all of it direct, and then I got it from heaven, so to speak, or got, downloaded it. So, you know, it's hard to prosecute uh, me for doing something I didn't do, and I, so they never said that. But all the uh, it was some big meeting I was called to, and it was sort of like, Ooh, PI stuff because I'd been investigating undercover when they called me. Tommy was involved back in the day because they didn't bring me up on it till I was doing the radio show. And Tommy and I told Tommy and Janet I didn't know if I was going to come back from this meeting in Owensboro at the recording studio, but uh, it was like a, a spooky thing. Uh, and there were other guys and like people, uh, men buzzing around there. And I guess it came out okay, or I said whatever they needed me to see in the middle of the room. But they went and showed me the logo and the name Ascension Center, and he went in there as a graphic artist and changed it and made it from A-S-C-E-N-S-I-O-N to Ascension, A-S-E-N, like sensing I-O-N, changed the name and the logo. And I said, well, that's not how I got it. How, I, But my kids know, but now when we go to the Ascension uh Sacred Heart Hospital and all this, all involved with Ascension Centers and the logo, and they have it. And it's so strange that we are now being taken care of by the, this system, uh, Sacred Heart. I find that very curious. And I see my logo in the uh, magazine from St. Louis, and now they've got it on all their mailing, and they've adopted it, uh, I guess because they saw we weren't going to go into some big, uh, legal battle over branding or or whatever, but it all came from cyberspace, and I find it very curious that the Ascension Center was that important enough in this Ascension Age to have that, and for me to know it and my children know it, because they grew up with all this from the 80s. You know, they're just babies. They were born in 68, 70, 70, and then I had August 13th, Friday 13th, 71, and then 74. But they know all my work. It's amazing. So Ascension Centers, I say, we the members of the Ascension Center ascribe to the highest standards of excellence with regard to the uplifting of humankind by providing spiritual and educational awareness. Ascension Centers is founded for spiritual growth, education, and continued research for the communication of truth. Services are provided as private and group counseling, study groups, classes, seminars, written publications, audio-visual tapes, and other workshop materials, which is a synthesis of ancient wisdom and new thought teachings and philosophies. Now, let me tell you about this Cosmos Connection and Psychic Awakening with me and the ACO Club. All this stems from what I just wrote you in the Spiritual Business Community Networking Trade Organization out of a book that I wrote or channeled, if you will, or was inspired by God to write, and I did all this long before any of this even became in existence, before the Catholic Church had it, before the uh, world had it, and before the Internet, okay? So I know who I am. 
So I might as well use Teresa Jeanette Thurman, the name I was given. And uh, I, I have – hold on just a minute. You're good. I, I forgot. I checked the mail earlier, and here's your key. Blah, blah. All right. Thank you. Angie, I'm doing a radio show. I'm live on the air. That's okay. Thank you for checking my mail. It's uh, TJ. It, 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 TJ. Uh-huh. Sorry. Go ahead. Somebody Sorry. just asked me Go ahead. Uh, to, to donate. Uh, where did they send the, the $5 donation? Uh, they can send it. Uh, all going to be kept in one pile. Uh, I called PayPal to put it in my company here because I have two pyramids, American Communication Online and Teresa J. Morris Ministries, but they don't care. They said because I'm old <laughs> with PayPal with my T.J. Morris Media Company that that stays. So apparently they said I'd have to give it to my accountant and let them sort it out. But you know what? Since we've never gotten any money, that's easy because it doesn't matter. It all goes uh, – you can just use my email, T.J. Morris uh, Publishing or T.J. Morris Agency, but it all goes into just one pot, which basically my overhead – is uh, getting this on the on here and then getting it to Spreaker that puts it and mainly it's all Tommy's YouTube's because it gets it electronically. It's sort of like paying. I have to pay internet and then for the equipment to get online and then the, and that's on me right now. I'm just using my Dell laptop and stuff. But in order to coordinate it and punch the buttons, it all goes into one pot. But then what's costing in order to keep out there to communications for uh, what we're going to be doing is uh, sharing, I hope, to create something much bigger for the world because I realize how important it is being that it was so important that the Catholic Church had some PIs bring me over and changing my getting into the details without it was a very interesting. They never said, How, where did you get this? What are you using it for? And they never asked me if I stole it from them because I had a history. And this book I'm holding, you can, uh, I redid it, and it, uh, it has the original Ascension Center Hawaii where Tommy is coming with the original Ascension Ancient Mystery Schools presented by Ascension Center's Hawaii Foundation of Self-Improvement and Well-Being. And I did it before we even had, like, computers. This was all typed out. I have different fonts. A lot of it's in my handwriting. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to be teaching these folks as I meet them and they come to my meet and greets. And uh, is all of this energy uh-huh. that came to me for building it. Ooh, I got feedback on you. But uh, we have a long-range goal, a statement of purpose, and we have a uh, we had short-term for Ascension Center faith-based on free will and free agency. It's a God-given rite of passage. Now we had an aspect of management and the process of arranging resources, primarily people that carry out the organization's plans for organizing, because it's not just on paper. But I wrote it out in my own handwriting. And then I have typed-up versions of the human aura, chakras, chakra prana, the etheric body, spiritual and psychic unfoldment, the silver cord, seed atoms, after-the-death experience, reincarnation and karma, the process of rebirth, esoteric embryology, metaphysically, uh, how we grow. And these are really good lessons, and everybody has incorporated them for since the 80s. And... Uh, 
it's still going on today. They just some people instead of calling it chakra system. And then you remember now, I'm not of course some part of me in my reincarnated self is probably from many, many past lives that we remember. And some of us when the veil is lifted, we can we can say if we all come down here and Tommy's talked many times about how a certain sect took out the crystals. But I want to talk about that vibration because all of us are equipped with a memory code. Now, some of us, when we come into a physical form in this creativity, we talk now about being divine inspiration and a divine spark and star people. And we want everybody to start getting what we've been teaching. And Tommy knows that the oldest known world religion was uh, Hindi, wasn't it, Tommy? It's uh, not Buddhist, but it's close, but in India. And uh, how do you want to talk about that? Because I want to talk about two things. Because world religions have fallen off the face of the earth. But the ascension age that I'm about, Tommy, and I'm going to be teaching, is all about all the aspects of what we teach people to understand the, like the Westing or that which is not death. But I want to teach people about the student of light, the probationary path that requires discipline, dedication, and willingness to go past thoughts and concepts, attitudes and emotions and habits that keep us from expressing the divine potential within, okay? Because we're all born with the same, at least on the inside, maybe our Physical reality isn't all happening at the same time, but we'd like to suggest that we are all according to that which we uh, use in the cosmos connection, the critical mass mind, and an individual's needs and their how they control. But think of it like you come in with a physical body, but you also have a crystal. But, Tommy, I'm going to hand it back to you for a few minutes on the crystal. I should have prepared you for this. But we've been working together for so many years. You know me I know you've got something prepared because I've already heard it before. But uh, can you explain that, that sect uh, back All when right, we were well, doing? Start. All right. When I, when we talk the about oldest, the oldest religion. The yeah. All right. Uh, the first thing, uh, Hinduism was the first religion documented that mankind was aware of. Now, that's not saying other races that were here before didn't have a religion or a belief system. But it was the only one that they can actually link to something solid. Now, our government and history and science can't relate to different alien species that were here. So they can't say what they believed in, what they followed. I will say this. The pyramids were built by Egyptians. Egyptians were controlled by alien races. Their truth was based on reincarnation and a couple of things, but they never gave them great detail about it. And that's why uh, in Egyptian times, they were building these pyramids and putting them, immortalizing their bodies and putting themselves in boxes to come back, which they never did. So uh, the only races they worked with weren't too spiritual. They never were. And I'm sorry to say that. If you start for something super spiritual, you don't go downhill to become the lowest level later in life. So when I go back to, uh, so whatever they were that brought the human race here, what spirituality they had, or how spiritual they were, was very fine and minute compared to what we are really right now. And the crystals 
were always important all through history. Uh, the medicine woman I studied with 26 years with was the first woman in the United States to teach about crystals. Uh, but the Native people worked with crystals for a long period of time. So it was her that brought it out. The same as I was working in, in a Catholic uh, synagogue, church, whatever they're called, uh, and went behind the pulpit, and there was a crystal there, crystal ball. And I didn't know that either, that they, they do things like that too, but they have no clue how to use them, obviously, or, or what they're really used for. See, religions carry on, and then unless man decides to make it fit their usefulness, they change it to fit them rather than trying to go back to the core of whatever the religion is. But now, getting back to when Hindu people were worshiping deities, I call them little gods. Not God, they're not God itself, but they are appointed to work at the levels that they do for the people or the souls that rise to that level. And it's like having a master at the doorway, a greeter, uh, that allows certain people in and certain people not. Or teaches them or, or links them up to their guides and, and angels, whoever they're going to work with. So they have they play an important role. But uh, religions turn it around to prayer, and they make it like you've got to pray to that, and that's all that matters. I mean, I almost became a, a, a minister, and I was going six days a week, four hours a night, uh, seriously, for a year and a half. I had my time in, and I had to sign a paper, saying that I want to give 40% of my salary to the church and everything, and I walked away from the whole thing. But when you think that most religions require a percentage, which is usually 40%, most religions, and the second thing is that you pray. You pray a lot. In Buddhism, you pray a real lot. Now, when people think God needs something to pray to them, it's a limited man's viewpoint. I mean, it all has to do with their ego and power and everything else that they create from that. Because you don't need to pray and pray to something that you don't know what it is, hoping, and they always hope something will come back. Uh, and when, when you, I say there's right prayer and wrong prayer, and once we learn the difference, we can use it in a good way. Uh, if you don't believe in a God, then it's kind of really useless to pray. And religions well, that pray to a God, good. I, w- I want you to talk about the uh Okay, we know the world religion, it was Hinduism. And so we've got that out of the way. They can, and everyone can go back, please, go back to all the world religions. But, Tommy, what I wanted you to do, and, and crystals are important because they can hold the purity of consciousness, especially the clear ones. But can you just tell me, uh, do you remember the story of you said they took, that uh, they went and took some people, yep. I guess it was Hinduism, yep. the crystal out of the brain? No. That's what I was talking about. No, it wasn't the Hinduism. The pineal. It was the pineal. It was. I, I'm going to search it out because I've been talking about it a lot lately. Uh, it's not. It might be Easter Island, but I, I know it was an island. It might not have been Easter Island, but there was 125 skeletons found in there, and they were all sitting in different positions. Some sitting up, some sitting sideways. Uh, and the only thing that was in common with all of them, they had a circle cut through their skull. And this is pre-tools. So how did they cut a perfect circle in a skull, and why would they? Uh, now, on the second part of that, I was studying a, a teaching, and one of the teachers was a doctor. 
And they just discovered this a couple years ago, that inside every person's brain is a small microscopic crystal. That crystal holds your memory, and it also produces adrenaline within the body. And that, when that does that, a body becomes supernatural. I mean, you heard the stories over and over. This lady just picked up the car, or this person just did this. It's once the adrenaline flows through the body, it makes them almost like an immortal being for a few seconds or minutes. Uh, but my study with crystals, now, there's multiple kinds of crystals. Some take thousands and thousands of years to grow, and you can grow crystals in your yard or your house in, in, in a month or two. Uh, the energy that they hold is based on how long it takes them to get there. The same as as you get older, you get smarter. Crystals absorb energy. They absorb light and sound like we do. And there's ways to work with that. I mean, I spent 26 years working with crystals and how to program them, how to unprogram them, and all the different things that you do with crystals. You can use them for healing work. You can use them for protection. But knowing how to do those things are very important if you're going to use those kind of tools to work with. And I've used crystals and watches, right? They've used crystalline in watches. They've used it in radios. Uh, And I don't understand all of that. I used to 34 years ago because I would study it. But if you don't use it, you lose it. And basic, in other words, the basic instruction on why crystals and what they hold and how they uh, work. But I need to go back and bring that up into a class. Right now it's just a basic skim of why it was important in the Cosmos Connection psychic awakening. Well, they, That's basically crystals, because we can tone it to sound and vibration and drumming and memory codes. And actually, if we start doing what I believe we're going to do in the Ascension Age is awaken to all the things that can heal us, uh, planetary and humanitarian. And, uh, <laughs> So in this lifetime, you may see some things change if you last long enough with your third eye memories of past lives. And, uh, you know, you just got to keep an objective consciousness and that will gradually become a part of your personality. So soul growth is very important. And there's revelations and thoughts. And Tommy has done a lot of research. But now we have the Internet. And uh, we're going to talk about how to get to our higher vibrations and oversold, but I just found that curious, and I wanted to start with Tommy uh, because you can research that and write an article for us that we could post, couldn't you, Tommy, on our Ascension well, Age magazine? Yeah. One, one quick thing, though, about crystals. They work with light and dark okay. energy uh, because uh, a lot of crystals grow in underground and in caves. So they, they're void of light, and they grow. So they absorb energy. I mean, Tesla... Don't forget, the first radio was a crystal radio. Used a crystal. But now the laser, which is he's also responsible for, uh, actually came from a ruby rod. Uh, and basically all those things reflect energy. So, And that energy comes from the light. So the most critical thing for all life in all places, all realms, is, is actually the sun uh, or the suns that they work with or have around their planets and things like that. So when we talk about crystals, you program them in the ocean water. You, you program in the light. I mean, there's things that you do to work with them to p- keep the energy within them. You put them through a fire. So uh, just like when they do a sword, they heat it over and over, and it makes it stronger and stronger. But running a crystal through the fire keeps the program in it, whatever the program you put in it is. 
So there's things about crystals that are so important. If you work with crystals, but uh, not everybody wants to work with a crystal. Uh, and we need to find things, whether it's just music, and music's really critical as well. But the things that can stimulate our reference to ourselves and how we're going to relate to spirit. All right, I'll give it back to you, TJ. Well, I appreciate that intel, our information, our what you've stored. And I know that Tommy and I may be a little sketchy tonight because this is off the cuff. We don't prepare like evangelists you see on television. We should probably <laughs> with a topic and go get all the research done and present it very custom in a box. Uh, I'm very into ad lib informal and talking to you. It is blog talk radio that I prefer, and uh, how I like to teach is whatever comes up. And I've done that for a long time, and nobody's complained thus far. But I am going to start sharing more. Uh, karma is a Sanskrit word meaning a dead or an act, uh, and violates. It, it sort of relates to your activity that you. Uh, <laughs> either do on this plane or in higher planes, but it represents emotion, and a lot of it has to do with your emotion in past lives. So we may be wanting to talk about that too in the future. So maybe we'll start discussing topics that are inevitable that we need to carry on in the future of the Ascension Age. We're all about being twice born, necessarily intellectual and intuitional. So uh, your first book born type of birth can be uh, of your soul and many people will argue about what a soul is. I had a a talk earlier today with a gentleman, very brilliant very intelligent, uh, was right as a child and went to the Air Force uh, OSI and uh, called into intelligence and did a lot of schools. He passed for Russian I didn't, I was one point off in the defense language aptitude battery So, uh, but he made it and uh, went on to be well known and I'd like to tell you about him in his life but he's uh, under certain confidentiality agreements because he's working in television and, and movies now uh, but what's that got to do with Cosmos Connection? Well, in our psychic awakening, his name kept coming up in this lifetime for me over many, many years through wavelengths we have an intuitional overall soul and when we're reborn, we were started talking about reincarnation and him remembering hearing a song. And he didn't understand. He was young, but he heard it. And it just brought, he said, it overwhelming, overwhelmed his soul. And it just shook him to the core. And so he had to go look up what the song was and all of that and realized it was back in the 40s, way before he was born. But somehow with him remembering that, he felt it opened up something in his mind now, he's real straight and narrow, and he doesn't believe he was always an investigator like me. So it's very interesting that those in my life that have been investigators and work for the government, but yet I'll, they all have this – psychically, we have this core. We all have it. We don't necessarily all use it, but uh, this, the word psyche from the soul, okay, it's based on the soul. It's based on the old school languages. But psyche, P-S-Y-C-H-E, means your soul. So those of us in philosophy, those that would talk to each other from back in the day, long time before, in Greek, Latin, all the languages, and a lot of them, including this guy, learned Catholic. He learned Latin because they still taught it in school, and he was brought up that way. He was going to go into, I think they call it seminar. Anyway, he was going to teach like Tommy. But he may come on. He's not 
fond of doing the stuff we do because we're more entertaining type. And he works uh, behind the scenes as an advisor on certain sites, mostly reality documentaries, UFO type stuff, but also spiritually. And uh, I'll try to I'll try to see if he can't do something with us in the future. I'm going to do what I can to bring other people on. But, you know, the higher mental stream is what we're talking about with the cosmos connection. And it has a type of energy that comes in when you're born and, of course, gives you life. But if we have what we're talking about, the crystal part, we're wondering if they have – Tommy, I'd love anything you can do on that because neurologically speaking, and we're going to have people on about the gray matter and the white matter and how to use your mind better and the conditions that are determined by our past causes with karma that represents maybe uh, the modification of will that comes in that uh, we introduce based on possible uh, past lives. Now, most of us can't prove anything when we talk, okay? We just can't. We know what we think, but then we know what we feel, and then we know what we know, but we base it usually on physical expressions of experience, and even that has to go through our brain and spiritualized nature. But many of us uh, that want to be more of an energy that is closer, I would say, to the divine spirit, uh, you really become artists and writers, visionaries and mystics, and uh, as close to going back to what our heavenly bliss, our true nature was with the allness and the oneness or that that we call God in some realms. And we're going to talk about realms and dimensions and things that come together. Now, there's laws in the karmic laws, uh, and there's a scientific theory behind this, but I'll tell you one thing, Tommy, about the crystals. I was receiving information pure, direct, most of my life, but I didn't know what to do with it. But when I started writing it down and visualizing and becoming, it made me more spiritual. But I'll tell you one thing that I never studied or anything before the Internet or knew about or looked at or even knew about. These There were these giant crystals. And this was even after Star Trek and all that growing up, folks, in the 70s and 80s. I think, I, think it, um, I don't know if Star Trek must have come out 69 or 79 or 80, something like that. We can look it up and we can verify everything. But in general, just here on Blog Talk, I saw crystals in the in the earth, big gigantic ones, and uh, my husband and I were taught off planet in a what's called the space command in in some centers, Allied command, about these huge crystals that were used in space, and it takes thousands, some of them millions of years and thousands of years, but they would harvest them here on the planet, and I could see them in my mind's eye. Just like I could see my reality on Mars, and this was incorporated maybe into my genome or into my DNA. I don't know where these, it could be in the karma laws, but the laws of compensation, the laws of attraction, the law of love, there are a few of the aspects of karmic law that's expressed in all levels of life, and we use those in the physical, the mental, the spiritual uh, any kind of other way you can think of, because if you don't want to harm another physical human or even your body, and if you either harmed another physical body or abused your own body in in, in a previous life, it said there'll be a physical disability expressed of a nature similar to your past occurrence. Uh, 
you may uh, now this isn't proven I don't think Tommy I don't know that how we would prove it but in other words maybe you were hurt and I was born with a birthmark on my right leg and one in my heart so this to some people I'm not saying everybody in the spiritual world but it's one of the lessons we learn in karmic uh, lessons accumulated over time in the ancient mystery schools with karma and also dharma uh, right karma and that which has been assigned to the soul to bring a balance in present incarnations the way it was taught. But uh, where maybe I was shot in the heart, but I had a, a red uh, strawberry is what they were called. Is a, and then I had a brown mole, a circle on the outer of my leg. Uh, but now whether this is true or not, I don't know. But one thing is if it has to do with karma, that's one thing. That's something we can talk about. The other thing is interesting how we perceive and see visions through this crystalline or this what Tommy's gonna do research on is that is that recording all of that that we have here and where people in the ancient mystery schools or in the ancient history of all ancient culture origin. What if what Tommy found out about in his research, them taking that crystal I don't know how Tommy found that information. Was it on television, Tommy, or did you uh, remote view it? How did you get – was it direct, or was it uh, in your research about well, the psychic it was a crystal? They, they went there. They went in the, inside the, the, the room, and they showed everything. They, they were doing the explore, exploration of a, a cave that they found, and then they showed all these skeletons in there. And it was uh, – they said it predates the time frames that we were dealing with, I mean, as far as Easter Island. So they mentioned it, so that's why I assumed it was Easter Island. But I don't think it was Easter Island. I think it was another name of another island. But uh, that's only one aspect because karma, I mean, you're talking about karma, and there's so many levels of it and different things. Uh, but I do want to say... What that, if that crystal, what if the crystal travels, or what if we have like a... I know where I want to go with this because of seeing the crystals, the giant crystals, and then finding out we use them in space. Tommy, that blew my mind because I didn't know about that. So how I learned about the crystals, and then one day on television, I saw these crystals. It was like deja vu, Tommy. I don't know if you had thought about crystals, and that's what brought you to that show. But I wanted to discuss that on our Cosmos Connection Psychic Awakening, that as you – Learn knowledge. You may not be open to it now. You may be close to what I'm talking about. You know, ah, I don't believe this. I don't believe that. But you'd be amazed that something changes if you tune in to your cosmos connection and you find out. Then later on, something may prove that something you heard or found it resonated with you, as we say in the new age. Or, uh, I call it the ascension age now because we're updating it is that it will resonate with you and it'll sort of hmm and take on a vibration. And you remember it like an emotion stuck somewhere in your body. Like uh, they say karma with a, I was telling you about a birthmark. And then later on, all this stuff starts coming back. It's like past life memories. And we can get into that too. I don't know how Tommy feels about that, but we've six years of talking back and forth about it. So those crystals were underground, Tommy. And like you saw that, special i saw these crystals i think it was in mexico or underground but it was i almost had to i mean i still know the feeling of walking by one day and seeing it i don't know where i was i was in my mother's house i don't remember because i don't have a vision of the room but i remember 
honing in on these crystals. People were really hot underground, 145 degrees or whatever, in the last five or six years. I mean, this I've lived to be 66, but this was probably when I was 60 or so. Or my husband was still alive. And I saw those crystals, and I went, OMG, there really is these gigantic crystals that we were told they were being harvested and put in space for these spaceships, Tommy. Do you, do, you, do you grasp? And this is the cosmos connection, a psychic purification of knowing something, but you didn't have proof. And then when you see it, it's like, oh. anyway, can you speak to that, Tommy? What is that? Is that deja vu, synchronicity? Is it karmic law? Is it uh, reincarnation? Well, do, you, do you understand what I'm talking? Has that ever happened to you? All right. Uh, it they all come together of everything works with each other within our reality. Our past lives, our future, our awareness, uh, and, and how we use that. Uh, when we talk about crystals, I mean, I went in a cave that had stalagmites and magnetites. I can't even say it. One grows up and one grows down, but they're hundreds of thousands of years old. And they're like 30, 40 feet big. So they're not going to send that kind of crystal into space. They wouldn't be able to put it in a ship. But uh, crystals have energy. Well, I think it was stalagmites. Stalagmites. Right. I don't remember. Right. I had one one holds tight. I think it's stalactite and stalagmite. And one grows from the ground up. One grows from the roof down. Right. So it's like right. an ocean through something like that. Yeah. So well, that's I was what you were referring to. I went to a cave that was supposed to have the oldest ones in the United States, and it was humongous. And, and when you took a boat right through the cave, and they would put lights on the on the crystals, and it would be so incredibly beautiful. I, I lost all those pictures a long time ago, but uh, the caves oh. still there in places where you can actually see them. But uh, what I wanted to say about crystals again, they're, the small ones is what we carry and use and work with. Uh, but just to throw something on top of that, in the Tibetan religion, they they do different ways to get rid of the body. And the number one way is they usually burn the body or they grind it up and feed it to the birds and stuff. But uh, when it's a high mama, when they burn the body, they always find a crystal, a ruby, or a diamond. And, and I'm not making it up. They go around the world twice a year, and they have this big, long glass case with all the crystals of different people, including Nila Ripa and beings like that, of the, of the crystal that was left after their body disappeared. And it's their awareness. It's their energy of what they had in their knowledge. So, yeah, it's an important thing to understand that. And when I talked about this cave and they took this, those pieces, these alien races wanted to see where we're going, what we're doing. And rather than trying to talk to us, it was they could just see the knowledge. And this technology to see the energy of a crystal I mean, we're not even using it yet. Um, I could say the secret government might be using it, but as a consciousness of worldwide, we're not. So the inner workings of all that is beyond the average person. And when you say, was it a past life? Was it awareness? They all play with each other, meaning each one affects the other. I mean, if you're not aware of your past lives, you lose a lot of awareness. You're coming aware in this lifetime without your past life, you're still missing a lot of awareness. Because as a soul, which is what we are, we go through these reincarnations over and over because we're learning. If we didn't learn, we wouldn't have to reincarnate. 
if we learned what we're supposed to learn, we wouldn't have to reincarnate here. And some people don't want to learn that. But history, which is, in the medicine woman I work with, always says his story. And that's exactly what it is, a man's story. Because history is not even close to the truth at any level. I mean, now we can go back and forth in time, and that's, there's crystals involved with that as well. But when you, when you do time travel, you change history, past, present, and future. It changes the reality. And they say, oh, we could always change the reality. Yeah, if you're capable of going back and forth in time. And there was only a few souls that really did that in the physical reality. You can go that in, that in your uh, astral body. You can go back in time. Uh, the same as you can go forward in, in your astral body. But uh, what we're trying to deal with right now is the effects of crystals on this planet, what, what we're going to do with them, and what the government's going to do with them. Now, I'll tell you this. Meteorites, which I, I work with more so now than I, I, I mean, I, I studied with the medicine woman 26 years. But over the past 16 years, I've been working with meteorites. Meteorites are much older. They have much more energy. And, I, and I'm sure you know that there's different kind of meteorites. I mean, one comes from a metal, one comes from a stone, uh, and they're different, different energies. But where did they really come from and the energy where they came from is all important. Now, we have to learn to work with what's going to work with us. Now, TJ, I don't know if you want to... Do classes on crystals? I mean, you can, and we we can do that. Uh, or do we want to teach how to do everything with your physical body, without drugs, without medicine, without crystals, without tools? Everybody. Well, everything I read. Did you hear the list I read? But it doesn't. All you of read people everything. want to know everything. If they can't read it, or it's in our soul, or it's connected to the ancient mystery schools. And you've had your training, and I've had mine, and we've never met folks. But uh, now, celestial guardians, and Tommy talks about coming back. But now, I happen to know, because it's happened to me about past life review, since we're discussing crystals, because a lot of people believe that they can get assistance with outside tools. So, But I want to talk about the celestial guardian. And, Tommy, you know about Oversoul and the Guardians, and we may speak in different languages, but in the psychic awakening, the soul psyche or soul, we all have an intuitive process, and you hear the sound vibrations. You know, what you sow, so shall you reap was the law that applied, and even Jesus taught about that discussing rebirth. But past lives that weren't certain things has to do with your guardian and explains the reasons for the mistakes and gifts that you have, for successes. And we call this sort of the game of life, and you have a show that sort of plays out. And uh, they call that uh, for encouragement, successes. But in a review, you have a preview of the next or forthcoming life. Now, people may or may not uh, vibrate with this, but we're trying to help those that do for those that are dealing with with death and dying and watching their loved ones come and go, that we realized and the Egyptians didn't believe in death. They just didn't. So regardless, uh, it was called the Westing, the going forward and the moving on to another place and plane, and the gods. And they took, you know, you'll learn about the boats and going to the other world, the other realms. But regardless of the history and what you know about, in um, our group, Ace Folklife, we study. We have Ace Metaphysical Institute, we study. We have support forums. We have uh, 
outlines forthcoming incarnations and where things can be fully explained. And even for me living in this reality, the soul's discretions dependent upon the karma that has been settled, that they're, they're said that incarnating souls have full understanding of highlights, but it's on their next mission or if you want to come back. Now, Tommy may say you never want to come back. doesn't necessarily have to be that I'm talking about this world, but whatever is after. And many people believe in uh, other realms and dimensions. And I was talking to uh, another uh, gentleman that was on the show the other day, Tommy, but uh, that he calls the realms, and I was just helping to write a book for him. Two realms are here and the astral realm, but there's more. But in these lessons, I want to talk to about there is a guardian, uh, celestial guardian. Tom, Tommy may call it, I don't know what you call it, Tommy, but someone that can like be an angel, a guardian angel, if you want to use those words. We use uh, celestial and angels and the various realms of the angels. And uh, also, I'd use uh, the space command because uh, some people would rather talk in that realm, like Star Trek. <laughs> Whether you're Star Trek, I was going to talk about my Star Trekkers and my Star Warriors because that brings in the people and the gaming and the computers and the training for deep space and, and running spacecraft. But uh, generally, all this is dependent on how you think and the words and the ontology. But the soul, and Tommy and I like to talk about that, but I'm talking about psychic awakening. That, in a way, is dealing with this crystal line or this thought process or your reincarnation. Like Tommy says, it all goes together. You know, your rebirth or your soul and its vibrational rhythm. And we're said that we have a soul power. And some of it's based on the fact that we have a crystal guardian or a celestial guardian, if you will, or that which puts you in physical form. And they help you and assist you. And uh, coming back, if you are an initiate, Tommy calls it a reincarnation, a complete outline of your forthcoming incarnation and fully explain, because you help do that dependently. But I want to talk about the review and the preview of your past life and then the next forthcoming uh, and what is, is consistently shown. Now, some people are gone from the planet, but they left books like Dolores Cannon talking to so many people about it, their past lives. And uh, uh, Tommy, I may go, it's 800 or 900 miles, maybe 1,300, I forgot, to Arkansas. But I may check in with my psychic uh, crossover into the paranormal and the UFO biz and reincarnation soul the highlights of the mission that we're on. And if we don't learn certain things, and Tommy can talk about this subliminally or otherwise, our goals and our missions and our purposes here, there's lessons we should be learning about what is kindness, what is patience, what is humility, and how we've carried that knowledge as a strength. Or if we didn't and we come back to learn it was a weakness, it was a vice, we had habits, we had... uh, came back and said we were going to wipe the slate clean, send me back in, and the veil, and we make, uh, John says, don't go into the light because you'll just come back. But everybody has a way of saying it. But the knowingness that the result of your soul prior to your rebirth or your birth, 
And some people are younger souls and some are over souls. And I don't know all the classes or the thought processes that Tommy has and I have, but everybody I teach in my classes coming up are going to have some facsimile of a thought or a memory or planted seed about what they are as an individual with free choice and free will. And it's up to them to either empty their bag or their mind or add to it and what they take with us on the Karma Dharma show. So after the show, you have a review and then you preview. And I have done this. And it was amazing to me that you see it. My husband did too. And we talked about it on ship because it's like dying. And you go up to a ship and you review your soul. And so some people in this spacecraft off planet, I think some of them were taken back in the day when they had all these groups of Indians, the Toltec and the, some of them went north. Some of them, they say, were just wiped off the face or they killed each other. But I have a vision of some being taken off with whole groups coming and going, and I don't think it ever quit. I think sooner or later we do enough vibrational resonance on this planet that changes the mission or changes, and it's based on a lot of this stuff in all universes and all sound and those in places we call heaven and various realms and that's what I'm always wanting Tommy and I to talk about, dimensions and realms and how it affects the state of mind and pending rebirth. But the, the crystal guardian, or we can say the celestial guardian, it just depends on the words and the way that you express them in ontology. And you can look up O-N-T-O-L-O-G-Y and the forming and the meaning and how we study words. But what remains in our mind or how much is there that just needs awakened. And that's why we call it psychic awakening because you may be working on a subconscious level and many of us think we are. Like we drive a car and we're on an autonomic nervous system. Things happen automatically. And I'd like to suggest that with a help on your soul's journey that many people go back. And Tommy can tell you, I don't know, Tommy, I think, and I know I have. I was trained in holodynamics and past life regression and therapy and hypnotherapy as part of my spiritual counseling to take soul seeds or star seeds back to help them learn their right decisions and with the correctness that they do with themselves as uh, past lives are discussing their rebirth and finding some of their past life that they built in consciousness to come back so they would could correct their karma and dharma. And Tommy, you can write that word down. We can do karma and dharma, right? And how you want to fix the vibrational frequencies. But bringing in your your thoughts. But Tommy, you talk, Tommy, you talk a lot about karma. And uh, psychic well, awakening is supposed to be helping you wake up to the fact that you may even be an well, initiate in this life. All right. Here's, you know, I used to, when you said I used the word reincarnation, there's a reason why I use that for myself. I don't use that for the people that I talk to. Reincarnation. Well, when you're teaching classes. Well, what I'm going to say is the reason, well, it'll still be reincarnation. I'm saying it because I chose to come back because I had to finish one particular thing. uh, And it will be my last. It wasn't like I'm just going to keep reincarnating until I learn. I learned what I was supposed to. Now it's just I have to figure, I had to work out one little thing. Karma keeps most people from saying where they're going to go, where they're going to come back. And I know people like to debate it, and I will any time. If you spent as much time on the astral plane as I did, or the worlds beyond that, 
it's a different story. Because when we say we can work out our karma, oh, I can just get rid of it. No, we have to learn how to work it out. And very few people are willing to go the mile to get to the end to figure out how to work out karma. Some karma you cannot pay off in this lifetime, period, no matter what you do. And I can give you one of the most famous names in the, in the, in the writing world who became the bestseller for three years who said he's going to reincarnate probably a hundred more times before he pays off the karma that he created. And I don't get into that too much because you, you, we talk, when, when you talked about your husband and karma and what we have, what we create in this lifetime, we could say whatever we want. We could believe whatever we want. Karma comes due when you leave this planet. You have all the choices to add on to it or to work it, to work it out in this lifetime. So I do say it is the most important thing you need to do in this life because you can't move past the astral plane. The astral plane is where the karma stays and you come back here or you stay there, but you don't go beyond it. So when you talk about spiritual guides and angels and, and uh, interdimensional beings and higher dimensional beings and all those words, they're all different. They all do different things. Now, well, I know we have real experience. Quick. Let's tell people why it's important. I just want to mention like an initiate, uh, Paul, he said that be transforming by the renewing of your mind. Another person said to think degenerate thoughts will cause one to degenerate. And I happen to remember that story you told about the guy with 100 karma. So to think degenerate thoughts will cause one to degenerate. So be careful what you think and what you create because uh, – and, and Wayne Dyer taught that. But what, a lot of times we use uh, religious people that teach in the Christ consciousness – because it's familiar in our country that we speak American, but we have a force field out there and a power of thought that was left for us. There's people that can follow that. And I've had people argue that with me and Tommy on this show for years about, you know, saying maybe you need to read the Bible or, you know, only one way. And so we don't, you know, you're trying to get above the world religions, but the thought and the philosophy is still there. So, Tommy, you understand what I'm thinking. So you were saying that guy who can't work off his karma, at least uh, he'll have to come back maybe a hundred times, right? Because the well, general thoughts are on thirty. But I mean, okay. if you're a Christian, it's an evolutionary you, you, you journey. I, most, I don't whether put, this planet or another. Put religion down. Religion without people are, are pretty well pretty organized. It's man that twists a religion to make it fit into his, re- his reality. Moses twisted the Ten Commandments to fit him because he became a mass killer. I mean, when people take a belief system like the Muslims and they twist it around to kill and sacrifice and all that, when you twist it to abuse women, all those things have nothing to do with the religion, the founder. Mohammed stood before Gabriel. Gabriel was supposed to be his angel. And he gave him the, the, the classification of, of all these rules that were supposed to be followed out. The same as with Moses went up into the mountain. And he was given these rules. And then Moses didn't like them enough, so he created 600 more. Now, rules are different than spiritual awareness and spiritual truth. You talked about the physical laws. The spiritual laws, and I, I, was, I did a talk on this not too long ago. Spiritual laws are not the same as physical laws. Humans can only live by physical laws in 99% of all cases. They can't live by spiritual laws. First off, they don't know what they are. Second off, when we talk about laws, it's pertaining to the reality that you're in. 
because the laws that we, that affect us on this planet, on planet Earth, in this dimension, do not affect people on the astral plane. You can't kill people on the astral plane. You can't create karma by killing people on the astral plane. But you can do it here. So it's one of the most complicated laws and, and things, and even suicide. All those things are here. You can't commit suicide to a soul that's immortal. So all these well, ideas let's just are only grounded. Art. Let's say that in previous lives, you know, you have a spiritual virtue in all with the soul's ability. So when you're reborn, you have a new mental force field, and it has uh, tremendous abilities that you may not know. And there's a mental force field that we all deal with, and in the, in the archetypal body pattern that it it it's composed of mental substance in a way that it's subject to change, and you know your body changes over time. And you have a big part of that with what you think. Your vibrational patterns and your mental force field by the power of your thoughts. So uh, there's something in the in my book about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay? And as a man thinketh, so is he. You've heard that, right? You are the company you keep. The mental forces that can uh, boomerang on you because you came in well, with a covered sheath of a soul. And Tommy, you can explain the veil because that's what people think this crystal gets wiped clean. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that because some people don't even believe you have a soul. But let's say for the well, sake of this show that psychic awakening all right. is like awakening yourself to all those things you may know from past lives and are here let in me, a karmic let way me, to learn those. Let me take lessons. that thought. You're going to have to give me a few minutes to explain this. But, all right, okay. the crystal holds the awareness of mind. Mind is the aware of reality, meaning the physical reality. It does not hold spiritual awareness. If it did, alien races would be totally aware spiritually. But, sadly, it doesn't hold that. It only holds the physical reality of what we deal with. Now, when you work with crystals, which I did many years, I, I did all kinds of ceremony, worked with them, worked on people with them, and you name it. Crystals deal with physical energy. The mind is, and, and I, 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 I would debate Buddha to his face. I would debate anybody that wants to say mind is what we are. Mind is separate from soul. And what I teach is learning how to separate the two. Because soul can communicate to you, but it has to go through the mind. And it's like somebody telling you to do something. You don't want to do it. The mind is programmed. All the beliefs, all the ideas come from the mind within itself because it's programmed with the ideas. Take a child, leave it alone for 20 years, ask it anything, try to teach it anything. It's completely unaware. Because the mind wasn't programmed and soul didn't get to communicate with the mind. It's a matter of communication. And, and even in the dream state, the dreams try to talk to us. It's not what we perceive them to be. And I call that the mind, the uh, dream interpreter, who actually tries to take the, the consciousness of the thought and pushes it into the mind so the mind can understand it. Now, when people have out-of-body experiences... Well, let's, tell again, me what you call that, wait, wait, interpreter. Let me just finish this. All right, just finish, finish that thought. When okay. the person has a death experience and they're, they're out of their body, when they come back into their body, the mind has to translate what just happened. It can't translate it with what it doesn't know. It translates it into what it does know. 
99% of everybody that says they had a death experience is, well, I met my grandmother, my grandfather. Oh, Jesus was standing there. Or whatever their program idea was. They don't say they faced this spiritual being that, that did this to them or whatever. It's always what the mind can perceive. I had so many, and I worked with that. And basically, it's not anything close to the physical world, what you're going to learn when you die. Because you don't take any of this with you. So there's so much more there to every death experience that somebody has if they're willing to go beyond, oh, I met grandma and they kept me here. They told me to come back. That's a limited mind's viewpoint. Ask so what it saw, what it learned. It learns. And that's why we have them. Because it takes a soul and moves them up higher in the spiritual realm or awareness instantly. One out-of-body experience instantly raises your awareness. So they're real critical, but it's not the mind. The mind can go through 50 billion schools and work with 10,000 teachers and still come out with zero as far as spiritual awareness. The mind is programmed, and it accepts reality based on what it was programmed with, meaning school, teachers, your parents, your friends. So Now, that's what the intelligence community uses to run the world. Just in this country right. alone, we have 17 different agencies all competing for their existence to pay their paychecks and based on the funds that come from the government. And then we have black ops, right, that the government doesn't know about, and there's no oversight committees over it because the money it was taken from a lot of things going on that's going on in the world that there is no awareness. We now know the awareness of guns, drugs, uh, child molestation, selling bodies around the world. All the bad things going on is becoming aware of uh, the critical mass mind, which is what you know we all know. So the cosmic connection and the cosmos connection is being uh, guided to know more and the overall, what we call general General, Tommy and I talk, you know, where we're just skimming over things generally speaking without using an individual experience or what we perceive the energy. It's sort of like reading the news and the fake news. You hear all this stuff, but you don't know it for sure. But you're being programmed and influenced with those thoughts and words coming together until generally you start comparing them because we compare symbols, words, and patterns. And that's what Tommy and I do here. So, Tommy, how are you saying that mind again, the soul and the mind? And when you come down here, the crystal is clear. And you're saying when people go over to the other side, which I've done several times, if not many, and not to mention out of body near death, but people are starting to uh, tell me, oh, you're, you've already died or you've already gone out of body. They're starting to classify. And I don't understand that because I don't talk to enough people. Tommy and R and D. Well, but all right. so they they say we're different. You and me. You and I both died. We both had influence. We understand the out of body. We understand the various realms. You know, coming it gives you knowledge. So can you explain that? The crystal well, is first a off, form, formal word for a clean slate. All right. Our veil. Okay. Here. Well, let me just say a couple things first. Knowledge is programmed mind. That's all it is. All right. Experience is becomes part of awareness. They're separate. You can read 10,000 books, go to 10,000 teachers. That's knowledge. You have a death experience. It's called awareness. They're totally separate. So when soul comes down, it's unaware of what it is. And God created the perfect system for it to learn what it is. But what happens is 
the corruption here. I mean, God created Lucifer and all the other things to keep us here for reasons, and all that's part of the system to keep soul down, the same as aliens do. So when we talk about how we move forward, I only teach about what I experienced. See, I don't compare it to what any book says because I don't believe 99% of the books written out there, for me personally, because most of these people are writing stories. They had one experience in their life, and they're writing 20 books on it. I had thousands of experiences, and I only wrote five. I'm, I'm working on my fifth book, but it's only what, what I want to perceive to give to people that might help them, all right? When we talk about being a crystal clear channel here, when we come down, we are, but we're influenced by the programming that mind goes through, and that's programming by ETs. Uh, I, I, I said I talked about Atlantis so, so many times, and that was the only time planet Earth was in that perfect state called at the Garden of Eden, if you want to call it a name. It was the only time mankind didn't kill, didn't do all these things. We didn't have to curse and lie and cheat. And we were aware of each other, feeling emotion, and we respected it. It was the most beautiful time for soul on this planet. And that's why when I say reincarnate, I was aware of that, the same as I was aware of being with Jesus. You don't have to reincarnate again if you're aware. Awareness that the worlds that you do go to are a thousand times better, and they get better every time you move to a higher level of awareness. It's like saying when you play in kindergarten, you're learning how to play with blocks and, and stuff. In college, you're working with formulas. But when you go beyond that, you're working with life and you're creating. And there's a big separation in them. I mean, I don't accept anybody because they have a doctor in front of their name. That just means they're programmed. As far as in the hypnosis world, they're all programmed to believe certain things about whatever they're talking. So when I talk, it's, and I don't say... I know you might say it, TJ, but I don't. Nobody knows. They don't know. Well, let, they say, nobody knows. Well, let me read this real quick, because this is in our history, folks. I'm going to read a quotation from pages from the Book of Enoch. Okay, it's Soul's Exalted Pattern, third book of Enoch Odenberg translation. So just listen. You don't have to agree, but we're just using thought forms and patterns to help you with Cosmos Connections, Psychic Quicken. But this is in quotes. When souls are about to quit their heavenly abode, each soul appears before the Holy One, clothed in an exalted pattern and image, on which are engraven the features which he will bear here in earthly life. In the realm of the Great One's chambers of creation, the spirit is invested with a soul body and a mission as it goes out into earthly life. Earth life is where the dweller divine forms his deathless soul body by the right use of power and in righteous living. In heaven, taught moment, his work upon his exalted pattern is revealed. He that knits together with his divine spirit, prepares, prepares well for the call into mansions of infinity. Thus is the origin of the self and the mission of the angel self. Now, that's just a quotation exerted from Patterns in History about reincarnation. Now, let me give you Plato, okay, and the Phaedo is, is that if the dead come from the living, 
Where should the living come from, if not from the dead? Now, Buddha said, long is the road that we have trodden, and many are the births that you and I have known. James Russell Lowell said, no man is born into the world whose work is not born with him. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, if any of y'all into uh, Sherlock Holmes type stuff, a history of spiritualism. <laughs> and I am, okay, so I'll try to read everything and, and put it in context into how I resonate. But here's one. When, this is Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, and this is from the history of spiritualism. When the question is asked, where were we before we were born? We have a definite answer system of slow development by reincarnation Tommy's reincarnation stuff okay but in the system of slow development by reincarnation with long intervals of spirit rest between while otherwise we have no answer though we must admit it is inconceivable that we have been born in time for eternity existence afterwards seems to postulate existence before so you know these are just people that have came and gone on the planet that left us some words you know what i'm saying so you can use them as a pattern or a symbol if you want just like the bible or the book of enoch i read out of and i keep having feedback i don't know if that's coming from having you on tommy or not i don't know what I, but i don't want to push your button off but are you sitting in well, front of your computer I'm right. I'm in front of my computer. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. But I mean, is it turned on or off? It's on. You got the, the show chat room. I wonder yeah, if that's something to do with you and me both being in the chat room because I can hear people talking. Can you? While well, I'm talking, there's no. No, that's on your end. No, that's hmm, on your end. Very I'm, I'm in the chat room, and there's a couple. There's a lot of questions in there that I'm dealing with a couple, two different people. Uh, oh. But what I, what I wanted to say oh, is... I am in the chat room. You're not in the chat room. I know that. No, I said hi so, in the chat oh, room. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Just saying hello uh, people what I say in is, the chat room. Go ahead. When we listen to great words from supposedly famous people, the word spiritual wasn't always in existence. What did it mean 2,000 years ago? Uh, the same as what does it mean right now? So when people talk and say these great sayings about soul, how many death experiences do they have? How much do they really know about it? You can't talk about something you didn't experience. You experienced many things, and so did I. I talk about what I experienced. I don't talk about everybody else's experience unless I'm showing it compared to what I experienced and saying we can learn to have both yours or mine. But uh, if you perceive, do we want to deal with nothingness or oneness or God? And that's a bit different in perception. Now, these beings, when they talk about where life was, life soul wasn't aware of itself ever until it came into the physical realm by God allowing it to. It's, and the way I describe it, to make it easy for people to understand, picture God as this giant mirror. Drop it on the ground. The biggest part of that mirror is God. All those little splinters of pieces of glass are you. Now, God wants it all to raise its vibration to be the level of what it is. So we're, we're, we're part of God, but we are never God. We're just a small part of it, separated from it. So we each try to find that bigger part of ourselves. 
That's what soul's doing. It's not doing it for anybody else in any other realm. Soul's only here to get back closer to God itself. It's not about bringing dogs with them, people with them, their children. It has nothing to do with that. Jesus spoke about that many times in great detail. And then I know yeah. the, the one of those quotes you said, he talked about the uh, different mansions. Jesus talked about the different realms. They, they used different words because they were dealing with people that were farmers and fishermen or whatever. They didn't understand dimensions and realities and, and those kind of words. So when they said, in, in, in my father's mansion, there's many rooms. Yeah, a person understands their house has different rooms, and that's how they can perceive it. But dimensions, your body changes in every single dimension you go to. And trying to change, tell these people what that dimension is, is almost impossible. Then, the only way people could have ever understood reincarnation, which is why Jesus had to die. And I don't know if people understand that in the Bible because they don't believe in reincarnation. He came back to show them that soul doesn't die. And he proved it to them. That's what it was all about. It wasn't about prayer. It wasn't about forgiveness. It wasn't about all those things. Jesus said so many different things. He says it's not what you put in your body. It's what comes out of it. So when people say, well, you can't eat that. Well, it depends. Or you can't, you can't learn that because it's going to teach you how to do this. It's what you do with what comes out. What you're aware of when you become aware. So all these people that say they're aware are religious. I, I don't use the word religious ever. I don't say I'm religious ever because that's pertaining to a spiritual world, and we're not there. If we were, we wouldn't be here. We're still learning. Most people have no clue where they are. Some people are just learning that soul is inside them. Some people are learning that they are that soul. Some people are still trying to debate spirit and soul and say which one's which. Because uh, they're not aware of death. They're not aware of being out of the body. I mean, you see the sound current when you leave your body. I mean, there's so many different things that alter that, including the main thing, aliens. They know that. But to, to bring it down to the level that we talk about, aliens and Lucifer both control this physical world greatly. They control and try to stop any souls from moving on. Because when, when Lucifer keeps people here, he's happy because he's still God of the kingdom. All right? Aliens keep us here because they need food. They need energy. They need things from us, not our brain. When all these things that they do and stuff, it's never the brain, except when I explained about that one thing. But that was a different race than the ones that are playing with us right now. So, yeah, we can go on about people's ideas, people's great sayings. I mean, they all had great sayings, but it pertains to a physical world. Well, do you want to, uh, in the psychic ability things I'm going to be teaching next week in classes and meetup groups in person, uh, I've already shown them the, the ships that Tom drew for the first time. Some of them saw them. And it's amazing to me that when Bill Tompkins had his, you will be able to see, Tommy, there's some parts that look very similar to what Tom drew. It's absolutely amazing to me. And the ones that I had that were long, and to me they were like gray, long tubes in space. Can you explain to me why in this reality some of us, even though we've died, I've died, you've died, but the things I've experienced, and I'm looking at these, and Bill Tompkins was just starting, and I feel like my story should follow. It leads in with Tom's spacecraft. Why some people are working in space. I mean, we were military, yeah. 
but why are some chosen and some others? There's various different. We have 17 uh, apparently different parts of council are on the planet in this particular country in intelligence. But why are some of us are aware of what's going off the planet and others aren't? I don't think well, it do has you really to do want soul. I don't know. Do you, do you it's really just want like, why do you, why some of us work in space and some of us don't? Not talking about do you the want my viewpoint on that? Do you want That's my viewpoint on that or not? Question. All right. All right. Now, let me tell you. Working in space, working in a cave, working on the president's lawn is no different. Program. Space has nothing to do with God. The, the, the ships and the, and the cities and all that in the, in, the, in the astral plane and the physical plane where these ships come from are not important to spiritual growth. There, I mean, mankind wants to save the human race, the rich people, and put them somewhere. It has nothing to do with middle-class people or poor people. So it's all one program. Let's move rich people into space and give them a home. Uh, these people I worked with were rich. That's just the well, program no, what that's I'm on saying the planet. Is, that is a program. But no, no. Because I was the people not rich. That run, no, I didn't the people even that run that program are rich. Well, when they make a show. No, you're talking about the one that they talk about the cabal and all the people that aren't really in charge. No, because the people program. I work the with one, aren't connected to them. They're not even. If you get not, on a spaceship, program. If you get on a spaceship, you're dealing with a race. All right, and you're going to deal with them, and they're, they're programming of spiritual truth to themselves. No, no alien race came to this planet and taught mankind to move forward spiritually. None. Not one alien race ever. They teach well, us how Tommy, to bomb. I'm just letting you know. Go back. I just asked for your opinion. Of, so you feel like it's a, it is a program of a 3D. It could be flat, 13 dimensions. So basically you're saying right. that life's a stage right. where merely only the player's in it, regardless of where that the physical reality is. Right. And right. a physical reality. But as far as those with a soul off, I happen to know some of them are very old souls. Some of them remembered like you and me. Some of them are just like you and me. <laughs> and I could probably well, yes. it, it has nothing to do with the things you've already talked to me about. It's not even the same reality. So this well, is yes, what I'm, I'm being fronted with, confronted with, because they have levels of intelligence that they work with. And their souls, and they're very, you would be very impressed. You would really, really enjoy it because they're not evil. And they're not what you call alien. They're extraterrestrials. And they're very old souls. And they're very, very much more like the people we think of as beneficial celestial beings. The ones like the Mormons, the Latter day Saints, probably have it the closest to knowing that there are beings all over the universe. And they come and go as they please, and they have and come and go and make celestial bonds. So the well, pure of thought is what Dr. Stephen Greer is teaching. And the pure of thought and the pure of heart is what I want to teach because those who are like consciously aware of karma and what I teach in the celestial realm, we do have those that have come and gone and those that are in the angelic realm and those that have celestial guardians. And the Catholics like to teach a lot of that. So there are levels of what's programmed in uh, well, everybody CJ, and everything. All right. Let's, before we go any further, now, okay, there's levels of spiritual growth or awareness. 
the sad part is when you talk about people, you mentioned Stephen Greer. Is he spiritual? Is he, is he, in, what is his truth? His truth is Buddhism. I mean, people accept certain things as their level of awareness. All right. He I was say, not, he was not a Buddhist, though. He wasn't I, I understand that. But, but he does his <laughs> meditations, and they, do you listen to his meditations? You go out there and, and you, you, you tune into this energy and all that. It's called programming the mind. But what I was going to say is when we deal with God, you don't deal with those things. You don't need to. Because when you let go of the astral plane, there's nobody else you have to play with. There's nobody you have to work with. It becomes totally different. As long as you want to play in the game or the matrix, however you want to word it. And that was a good bit. Some of my friends said that's the best definition of it. If you want to play, that's the perfect place to play because you can become anything you think you want to be, whether it's a king, queen, an alien, a walk-in, a clone, or a hybrid, whatever you want to believe. Well, it's sort of like saying that we all have an intuition, right? We all have an intuition, and we all have a backdrop to the stage. And so those that can't do it in physical form with inspirational, like artists, writers, musicians, I don't know. We've put the arts and sciences on this plane. It is separate, even in the academia, right? In the universities, we separate it. But let's say uh, for, for uh, the Cosmos Connection show and the Psychic Awakening classes that you were going to work with people, and I was going to take you to another realm in this reality because I can't, and I ask you to go with me. Are you trying to tell me you wouldn't want to go to meet these people once you see if the reality is that you can I, come and go at your will, with or without your body? What I want to teach people, what I want to teach people, is how to meet their spirit guide. That's all they have to meet. They don't need to meet ten thousand phrases. Well, I was talking phrases. about the celestial guardian. So maybe you can well, do that's that. A, okay, that's same a word. Common class: spiritual guide, right, spiritual guardian. A, right, because they'll help that person. Every person has two or three, and they're the ones you need to work with. You don't have to be introduced to another race somewhere else because then it's, a, it's a, every alien race, every being has an agenda, and the agenda is different. The only agenda I give people is finding the ultimate truth, which is God. There's nothing above it. So if you'd rather deal in the physical, now psychic abilities, learning the protection and all those things have to do with the physical and psychic abilities, which are beneficial to a human race, to a person that's aware. It helps protect them. Didn't you them. work with some psychics that wrote some good books or something with the Prophet Conference? Because you're talking about the psychic I, you went out on the, I guess it was Florida, but there's a real pretty story about watching souls. But you were working, did any of them write books oh, that people can go look at? Are you working well, with them? One of the most famous people that I worked with for a while, I was really close to her for a short period of time, Almeen Barton. She's one of the greatest speakers because she has the greatest following. Uh, she almost died. She was in a coma for a long time. We didn't know if she was going to come out of it. I think she was in a coma six months. But uh, she, she is a great writer, a great speaker. Uh, wherever she goes, she sells out her audience. I mean, she does a lot of workshops. I sat on a beach with her and talked to her about Jesus and stuff. But I talked about when I crossed the souls over that one beach that were there when, when I was in Florida. They had the lightning storm. It killed 40 people in three hours. It was the worst thunderstorm they ever had in history. And I was watching this ship over the building, and then everybody at the UFO conference saw it. But the next morning when I went out, I saw those 40 souls lined up on the beach, standing there. But uh, getting back to the point is, 
Where do we want to go? I only want to teach things to people that help them as a soul become aware of themselves. Sure, they can do healing work and things that they want to. I don't want to do things like that. I did. I mean, I, it's, people's karma has to be worked out. If somebody gets healed, it's only temporary. Karma is paid for in full when you leave or when you come back and work it out the next lifetime. It doesn't get taken away. So when I teach about karma, which is important, because if you create it, I mean, even the Christians know or should know what it says in the Bible, which they don't. There's certain well, things that, that can't be forgiven. List. I hope you got the words I asked you to write down today. Cause it's, you know, I'm just sort of coming back to all this. I got to go and teach on a couple of well, Saturdays. We need to stick to when we do that. We need, to stick to, we need to pick one word, one specific I word. Stay with it the whole time. Or you can skim and see what all of them want to learn and all that. But, we, yeah, we'll set up workshops, folks. And, Tommy, uh, yeah, those are good words. And teaching you how to uh, – one of the first lessons I learned from in Hawaii with other people, because everybody was reading uh, different books and going coming from different backgrounds. And I had over 36 people in my spiritual awareness group, and they were from all walks of life. And I set up a spiritual community like I did with the Ascension Center here, the spiritual trade community. So everybody comes from all different walks of life with all different memories, some different levels. I swear I heard somebody well, say I, that. I, I, did that somebody was, talk in there now? I just heard it too. Said hello, uh, right? What I wanted to say is they, heard, they said crossing over. Do you have anybody, do you have anybody on here. the phone? No, nobody's here. You got I'm two, by myself in my room and my door two, shut. Well, you got two phone numbers online. You know that, right? Yeah, but one's on hold. It's muted. It's on well, hold. That be, it's the one I'm this, on. Oh, well, because that's probably giving us this, the double talk. But uh, what I wanted to say is I asked somebody in the chat room, I said, what's the most important to you? And they said music. Now, spiritual connection to music is very important as well. And very few people talk about that. I mean, they say, well, listen to this music and meditate. But I had a Tibetan teacher that taught me how to ride the, the music itself. Because when people create music, they create it with, with a vision, with an idea, with an experience. And that can take you to yeah, the inner world where they were. Right? Sound is what well, we're talking about, communication. But the sound of music well, is that strikes chords of various vibrations. And, you know, there are exactly. many, many co-creators on the planet are really calling their sound healing qualities and their healers with music. And uh, I noticed a lot of our groups in our spiritual trade community around the world are working together. And even the Stargate to the Cosmos with Janet has people flying in to Albuquerque uh, that uh, Ralph Rodehay that's been on our show on Sundays. And he's been keeping in contact with me. He's an airline pilot. But he's very spiritual and sent me some beautiful pictures of churches. I put it up, folks. Oh, where did I put it? I don't know if I put it on Ericop or Ascension Age or Ascension Center. But uh, it's getting to the time where I need to start mentioning how you can get in touch with us and stuff, too. Uh, but we're going to start doing, hopefully, teach uh, different levels and start classes. And Tommy and I will set up workshops. And uh, we've got to get some more software to do this. And uh, Zoom classes, maybe, Tommy, I don't know, uh, do you want to do it? But this is something we'll talk to you guys about. We're going to need your help and your support so we can go through classes with you. 
And uh, Tommy can choose different words and different topics as I. And Janet is interviewing people at the uh, Albuquerque workshops after he's got a four-day show there. And I saw Brett Rolson doing a, a, face, a FaceTime to Facebook the other day saying he was going for four days. I don't know how he's going to get there, but he's going to stay four days. Brad, uh, not, yeah, Brad Olson, uh, and maybe Brett Luter. I don't know, but... Uh, well, that's there. I mean, I won't be there. But, uh, we're going to do Portal to Stargate and Star Cosmos. Stargate to the Cosmos, but we're doing Cosmos uh, radios. We're doing Cosmos Expo, AXPO, and uh, Portal Stargate, and I've got Stargate Con, so we can do all kind of events, but uh, people want to know where we're going with all this. Well, uh, Tommy, do you have any intel on uh, what, what we're teaching is more soul development and psychic abilities that help you I bring all this together to going back to you know, soul it prepares what I would say Go ahead. It prepares a person it prepares a person for death and you can do everything you want in life and, 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 and have fun doing it but you know you're going to die and are you prepared for that and what are you taking with you? Nothing so are you prepared for it? Do you have a clue? All those things should matter. Even Buddha said you should think about dying every minute so when we talk about death, it's, it's right around the corner. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen tonight. It could happen next week, or it could happen 50 years from now. But it, it, Ooh, that's a heavy one, but I've had those courses. Whew. You know, it's the one that's the hardest deal with a lot of workshops of spiritual people. Because <laughs> all my spiritual people around the world are wanting to do all this, and they're in 10 years from when I began really promoting UFOs and spirituality together, and writing about it and asking for help in the world, they started blossoming from 2000 to 2017, folks. And I've been working in this Ascension Center and all before the word. There was a man in California looking for people like me and wanted to talk to me. From I was in Hawaii and wanted to talk to me about why the word Ascension, where I was like getting from. And Tony Stubbs wrote the first book back in the day, Tony Stubbs, S-T-U-B-B-S. But he was channeling information and all was getting it all direct, and this guy was very impressed. People were doing it, but now a lot of people have walked away from the channeling course only one tool, and Tommy can explain it to you. You learn to do your subconscious, overconscious. You can do automatic writing as part of the journaling. You start journaling, automatic writing. There's all kinds of tools we can teach, including numerology and psychometry and all kinds of tools. Uh, Tommy, are there any ones in metaphysics in the ancient mystery schools? Uh, that you're better at because I'm I'm good with tarot and everybody's good with chakra colors and sacred places well, and taking on saying, sacred geometry. I, I, now for me, are, uh, uh, only wait wait souls. for me, wait. I went through almost all the psychic abilities. The only one I never mastered was levitation. Uh, the one I really wanted to, but uh, I never did. But all the other ones, even empathic and, and telepathy and, and, and all of them, I learned them all. I worked with them all. Do I want to say I'm a master of them? No, I learned I can't use them. Uh, so for me, I can only teach the things that I know will not hurt the world or a person. Like a, well, which or, ones like resonate a, like, with you? Which classes or workshops? 
Aura reading, like astral projection, soul reading, remote viewing is not what I would talk about. Uh, as far as death, uh, there's the word ascension, which is the last that you attain, all right? But there's ascending, which is way before that. You have to ascend to rise up to get into the next realm. So there's those words I'll work with. And, and what people need to know is protection, another spiritual word uh, to help their spirit, their soul. They keep from We've getting only got into 11 these minutes. problems. Let's real quick just sort of touch on the realms. Just mentioned well, uh, last time you uh, last week for Janet and him came on, and I, we never really got back to it. But I want to keep touching on the realms and dimensions because so many people, uh, including uh, John D'Souza in his interdimensional work, I, I forgot his books. He's got three of them, but I'm interested in what he wrote. John D'Souza, he was with the. Uh, FBI, 25 years, and is teaching work, going to teach workshops uh, to investigators that want to get into uh, more of the, I don't know, really, because they haven't read his books. But the guy, what? How's somebody spiritual? Yeah, that's me. How's somebody spiritual stay involved with the government for, for such a long period of time? Because I know, including your husband, Danny Brinkley and people like that that end up killing people for the government. I mean, that's the farthest you can go from the spiritual realm uh, or being spiritually aware to the most negative place you can go. I don't know, uh, but we and, have to accept each person at the level they come into our group. If they oh, want no, no, in. I'm not saying... But I'm he's coming not, in no, as the author, person, but, but here's the thing. But I, I want you to talk to about the, the realms. I don't know what All he's right. teaching. I said I'm okay. not familiar with these books. He's an author. But well, what I want to do with right. you is the realms. Right. You know that you want to break up the realms. If we're talking about interdimensional and transdimensionals. And I'd like you to look at John D'Souza and Dr. Stephen Greer so we can come up with our best plan if, if ours is different. With the, uh, you know, because we're going to teach 13 dimensions, but we've got realms. And how they cross over in quantum physics. But this is just uh, consciousness and ascension and psychic awakening and how common sense is uh, talking to us. Because each individual is going to have, like you said, their own filters, how they see God or angels or aliens and extraterrestrials or whatever. Well, However, the plane and the background. But in your the way you want it, at least what comes through you and your higher guide is right. you want to teach them. How to touch with a higher guide. And then how many realms, how many dimensions? What's the other one? There's three words. Reincarnation idea. But karma has to be taught first and and all these other little things that have to go along with it. Recognizing thyself first, because if you don't know who you are, you're not going to get any further than that. So, yeah. And it's hard to play with other people. Well, when you start a class, you've got to start at the bottom. You can't start in the middle. You can't start at the top. The first thing is, why are you in a class? What do you feel you don't have that you need to learn? And that's where you start with people because I asked that lady, girl, the person in the chat room, sorry, and I said to him, well, what's the most important thing? And when, when you say something like music, I'm not going to be talking to him about shooting guns or something that doesn't pertain to that. I mean, people need and should go to a class that helps them understand what they're looking for. I mean, right. some people well, they may be resonating to how, to how to find artifacts or how to research. Well, maybe this is the most, in that. All right. The most important thing that a person has to know in this reality, in our lifetime, 
soul is going to translate. The body is going to die. Most souls, meaning 98%, go and have to go to the astral plane. A few souls have no teaching, no awareness, and they stay here. They become more souls, spirits, ghosts, whatever names you want to give them, because they have no awareness at all. I mean, and many souls do become that as well. But what, not many. Okay, but let's talk some about portals. Do. If they don't know how to enter, they say, you know, the movies interject, go to the light. You know, and then uh, John on here is saying, you know, with his Toltec teaching is you don't go into the light because you're just reincarnate and come back here. <laughs> He's saying don't go into the light. So these are things that oh, each person native- needs, Tommy, just if they cross our path, and they want to teach workshops with us because well, it can't told just be you, you and me. <laughs> It'll be other people too. I but told we'll start you that. with you. And me. I told you that the medicine woman that I went on my vid- uh, during, uh, vision quest with—that was the first thing he said. Don't go into the light because if you do, they have you. That was the first thing he said. So a lot of people believe that in the native nation. Uh, if you have an understanding of the light, you know what to do with the light. If you don't, it could abuse you. Barbara Messiniak wrote the book on that, explaining how souls could be sucked up by aliens in the astral when they're going from the physical to the astral plane, which they can. So souls protection is really important. And if people don't have a clue to how to do it, use it, or create it, they're in trouble. The astral plane, when you do get there, there's three different levels. And you get to stay there. Most souls stay there for an average five to ten years. You can stay there 25 and still reincarnate. But after 25, you usually stay there. And you dwell on the astral plane. But so that people, when I teach, I say this is, this is the simple rule. God realization is as easy or as hard as we make it. When you're on the astral plane, everything's better than the physical plane. So they're happy. You can eat all you want. You can eat all day long, not get fat. You stay 37, 36, 25, whatever you pick. And it's it's beautiful, so why move on? But while you're here, while you can sense pain and all the things that we go through, it gives you the desire to move forward. I mean, weightlifters go through the pain to look better in their mirror and their image. But soul has to do the same thing. It has to pump through all the pain to get a greater awareness. So when people say, well, I don't want no pain, they don't want to grow. So when we go into the astral plane, you're there. It's beautiful. Why leave it? You can do whatever you want. You can party all the time. You can do this. You can do that. But that's all it is. It's not much better, except you cut out the killing. You can't kill. But you can eat all you want. You can run around, fly around, and do different things, which you, don't, you can't do here. So souls that go there are pretty much happy, and they think they're in heaven. So they don't look forward to going beyond that. Unless you experience it here, if you experience the mental plane in the physical body, you'll realize you don't want to go to the astral plane. So there's things that I teach when I do my, when I talk to people is how to go beyond the limits of the mind and, and accept the programs, what's nice. All the feelings and emotions are just the physical body. It has nothing to do with soul either. So that, that idea alone that soul's happy, beautiful, feeling good and it doesn't have a nervous system. It doesn't have a heart. It doesn't have a brain. It's a different energy altogether. So to compare the two is impossible. And mankind tries to, especially people that don't know the difference. I mean, it's easy to compare two things if you don't know what they are and you can tell anybody what you want. 
So in the real world, when you leave your body and you have an out-of-body experience, you're touching your awareness of who and what you really are, which opens your awareness. And I tell you, it gets you to the next step in your unfoldment. Without that, it's a thousand times harder. You can do everything on this planet. Fly a plane, fly a UFO, fly a submarine, go in a submarine, do whatever. It doesn't teach you anything about that. And if you talk to 10,000 aliens, you're still not going to learn any. Change your vibration. Your vibration changes when you change. You can't change it. You change yourself as soul, becoming aware. When it happens, your vibration automatically changes. The more you become aware of, the greater the sound you have and the light that's around you. TJ, we only got a few minutes. I'll let you finish up. Okay, I was asking Starwind. She says she's been listening to our show since late 2015. That's sort of cool. Uh, and, oh, she found John Edmund on uh, one day when she was listening to the UFO channel. Wow. Right. And uh, she doesn't even remember if it's YouTube or Blog Talk. Uh, oh, no, it's John. John. John, uh, you're talking about John in the chat room. John yeah. in the chat room? That's John. Oh, John. Uh, that's John Edmund. No, not, the John Edmund. Not, not John Edmund and not John, uh, the other John. Uh, the other, uh, there's John D'Souza, John Tiniuka. Is it John Tiniuka? <laughs> no. No. Oh, uh, this is another John called Star Windfall? Oh. Yes. Oh, North John Carolina. Brian. Great. Okay, good. Awesome. Well, he w- apparently wants to be a good part, and that's great. Super idea, he said. So, awesome. But, he also uh, donated, just so you know, there's a donation in, it, in there now. Oh, he's our eight. No, he's younger than us by about five years. Thank you, John, for helping us. That was very sweet of you. And uh, we're going to uh, try to get some classes. Don't you think, like Tommy... Uh, we can name them and then set them up. But, Tommy, you won't know until you see because we've only got two hours. But uh, we're going to come back tomorrow. Tommy likes to do Sundays. And uh, it used to be my little Sunday go to meeting. But do you uh, do it five or six, Tommy? I forgot. Or does it matter for you? Do you like? Because I like this time, five to seven. But I don't six know. O'clock do you your like? time, seven o'clock, six o'clock your time, seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Oh, so that would be six to eight Eastern. Is what you okay? And you usually build it because you like right. to teach a class, and you can pick it. And I sent you something on, but we can start picking on Sunday a topic and talk about it and all of that. So, all right, but yeah, we're out of time. So thank you, John. Thank you, everybody. And we're getting closer to getting our workshop set up. And if you're in Pensacola, uh, look for Wishful Treasures. And uh, if you're listening to me on Facebook. Uh, I'm looking forward to meeting you, and I have uh, the Ascension Ancient Mystery Schools, Emotional, Mental, Spirit, Physical, Spiritual Well-Being, a Foundation of Self-Improvement Well-Being under the ACO Club, which handles all different topics on all different days. So thank you, Tommy, as usual, and uh, we'll see you, and we'll both be teaching, we hope. God bless. Thank you, Tommy, and I look forward to seeing you, and we're off the air. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. John, thank you, everybody. Pleasure. Okay, Tommy, you set up for tomorrow, okay? Love and light, dear. Yep. Good job. Love and light. That's all.